You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm Karen Parkinson. And I'm Megan Winter. It takes more than a great product, a pretty website, and some social media to have a successful online store. But you've probably already figured that out. So after a decade in the industry each, we thought it was about time that we shared our knowledge, experience, and wisdom so that you can sell more on your online store. In today's episode, we are going to discuss 10 tips to manage your social media like a boss. Social media is a big deal for online stores. A good social media strategy can attract new customers, encourage repeat customers, and can often mean the difference between an e-commerce stores that has no sales versus an online store that is thriving. So social media not only attracts sales organically, it also amplifies the results that a paid advertising strategy can achieve. So when we're evaluating potential agency clients, one of the first things we look at is their organic social media. We know that if they have a good social media strategy, so they have great content and high engagement, so a highly engaged audience, then we know that we have a good basis to work from. Definitely. So we thought we'd put together today 10 tips to manage your social media like a boss. So number one is to use the content pillars to plan your content. So these are special content pillars that we came up with to help create unique, engaging and magnetic content for our clients. So when you're planning out your social media, you want to use these three pillars, which are discover, dream and do. Yeah, so you want to make sure that you have content that fits into each one of these pillars and make sure that you have a nice mix of each one. So the first one is discover. So discover content is used to inspire your audience to connect with you. So this is brand focused content such as behind the scenes brand story. It's where you're really engaging with your customers and sharing your values and get letting people get to know you as a brand and also as the humans behind the brand. It's where people discover that you exist and that your products exist. Then there's dream content. So dream content is used to inspire your audience to imagine themselves with your product. So they've already discovered your content in the discover section. Then they start to think about them using it. So this is very product focused content, such as user generated lifestyle images, product spotlights, feature highlights, and before and afters. Then, of course, you don't want your customers to be in the friend zone. So you want to (laughs) have some call to action content. And so this is the do pillar. So you've got discover and dream where people are connecting with your brand and connecting with your product. Then you want them to actually take action. So the do content pillar should really only be about 20% of your content. And this is all to action or promotional base. So free shipping, um, talk about the fact that you have a money back guarantee, promote any kind of promotions or special offers that you have, limited stock, new product announcements, restock, low stock, all of that kind of stuff is where you want to talk about your um, products and encouraging people to take action. So we'll link up some uh, resources for you in the show notes all about our Discover Dream Do content pillars so you can learn more about that. 
So the important thing is to have a really great mix of those three pillars. There's a lot of businesses that might do one really well. Uh, They might have a full feed full of do content that they're always trying to get people to buy, but nobody likes a pushy salesman. So we like to make sure that we're also filling our feed with that all important discover and dream. The next tip is not to spread yourself too thin. So your time, energy and resources are often limited and too often entrepreneurs try to do all the things. So you start strong, but then you get distracted and social media is often the first thing to go. So you can do one or two platforms really well or do a pretty crappy job across all of them. I remember trying to be on LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, Google Plus, remember that one? (laughs) Um, YouTube, the whole lot. And it just is not sustainable, especially if it's just you or you and a small team. Um, So pick one or two. And we recommend that you start with one or two such as Instagram and Facebook. For online store owners, they seem to be the best platforms to focus your attention on. However, it's really important for you to work out where your ideal customers are and be there. So if all your customers are on Pinterest, there's really no point in your focusing any of your time on Twitter. Uh, So once you've worked out which ones you're going to work on, then get a rhythm going. You'll start to see what's working. You can then test other platforms, but don't try and go out and do them all at once. The next tip that we have is to really humanize your brand. So we kind of touched on this in our dream, discover, do content pillars, but people relate to people and humans buy from humans. And at the end of the day, even though people are buying through the computer screen, essentially it's a human who is making those purchase decisions. And humans, especially in this day and age where we have lots of shiny Instagram feeds and highlight reels, people and humans are craving real connection. So brands that have a human presence behind them really connect, align and convert. So I'll just say that again because we have an entire module or an entire lesson on this in our e-commerce igniter program. And it's often the one people skip over because they don't really want to put themselves out there. But it is, I think, one of the most important things that you should be doing with your social media. So brands that have a human presence behind them connect, align and convert, which is essentially the entire premise of your online store is to sell more on your online store. So by giving your customers someone to connect to, so, you know, showing the person behind the brand, showing your team, showing the founder, you are giving your customers something that is going to be more memorable and more magnetic and more attractive. So we really encourage you to step out from behind your product, let people get to know you. I think if you take nothing else away from this episode, that humanize your brand is such a big one. And it's funny because when we talk to small businesses and online store owners about what makes you different and why should I buy from you? The first thing they'll say is, well, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a family business. I run from my store in, you know, the remote town on the east coast of New South Wales. And it's like, great, but everything you're putting out there makes you look like a big business and there's nothing to show that it's just you. So they try so hard to make themselves look bigger 
But then they're saying the thing that makes them special is that they're small. So by actually putting in that story, when I see that online, whether it be in a Facebook ad or just on someone's social, I'd much rather buy from a brand that I know is going to make someone do a happy dance and, you know, it's going to feed their kids rather than a huge corporation that's not going to notice my sale at all at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really, really key one. Yeah, you're not trying to be David Jones, so don't try and copy David Jones's marketing, essentially. Exactly, exactly. Uh, our next tip, number four, is use user-generated content. So user-generated content is often referred to as UGC, and it's content that your customers have created for you. This is gold in your content world. So this includes real lifestyle images, before and afters, and sometimes even people will go to the effort of creating a flat lay for you or even a video. So user-generated content creates so much trust because they show your potential customers that other people have bought for your product and they love it. It's the ultimate in social proof. So people trust other customers far more than they trust brand-produced content. So with user-generated content, you're letting your customers tell your brand story for you. And by the nature of what it is, you can't produce user-generated content. So you need to encourage and collect this from your audience. So customers may organically share pictures of your products on Instagram, which is amazing. And if they do, share it and be sure to tag and thank them. Sometimes though, they'll need a little bit of encouragement. So you can do this by including something in your parcel and in your post-purchase communication, or you could even run little competitions and things like that around getting that user-generated content. I use a company called Scratch, which is subscription dog food uh, for my little fur babies. And with each box, they remind you that they have an ongoing competition that you can tag a picture of your dogs with the box of food that you've just arrived and you put on Instagram, you tag them and every week they give somebody a free box uh, and the box is worth around $80. So it's a decent saving. Uh, and they choose that based on the user generated content that they get. So it encourages me to take a photo and upload it for them. But what that does for them for a small cost of their cost price of one product a week, they're getting all of this great content that they can use throughout their marketing. So it's a really clever way to actually get people to start sending you content or like uploading content, things like that, because really being able to run an ad or any kind of organic social that is showing somebody else who loved your product rather than you with a nice flashy image is always going to outperform. Yeah. And if you think back to the hunter gatherer days, like everything in marketing is a, it's a derivative of human behavior and human psychology. So if you think back to hunter gatherer days, if I saw someone eating the red berries and that person didn't die, <laughs> I knew that those red berries are okay to eat. And it's exactly the same with marketing and social uh, content and using user-generated content. You're essentially giving all of this trust and all of this proof that that product must be good. Reminds me of that old TV ad. I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Yeah, just right. <laughs> uh, so the next tip, so tip number five is to batch your content production. So batching content will save you time, energy, uh, mental and physical stress. And so when you batch all of your content out, you stay in control and you get out of that last minute reaction mode. 
And we've all been there. We've all been mm-hmm. in that. Oh my God, what am I going to post today? So if you want to, if you want to get out of that, what we really me- recommend is planning out your content and then dedicating a chunk of time. So dedicate an entire day once a month to just produce content. Go through, take all your photos, go through and write all your captions and schedule it in to a scheduling tool and that is going to essentially give you so much more freedom uh, with throughout the rest of your time to have creativity and to to spend time on your business producing things that are uh, meaningful and also your content then is going to be planned and proactive and it's going to uh, follow that content plan and make sure that you have the discover dream do and have all of the things that we're saying. So you can learn more about batch days in our free Facebook group, which is called unstoppable e-commerce entrepreneurs. So come on in there and we share lots of free training. So you can learn more about batch days in there. And then once you've batched your content, this leads into our tip number six, which is to schedule all your social media content. There's nothing more satisfying, I think, than schedule day. So while we wait for the bugs to be ironed out of Facebook's creative studio, we use later to schedule our Instagram posts at the time of this recording. Uh, And we like to schedule Facebook content directly within Facebook. So using their schedule feature. So what we're saying is to plan it all out and then schedule it all out. And I'm going to get rid of this fly that keeps bugging me. Um, But that way it's not a daily task and it's not a daily chore. So you come up with a day once a month or once a week, batch all your content, schedule it out, and there will be nothing more satisfying than once you hit that last schedule button and know that you don't have to worry about your content again for another month. Ah, Such a good feeling. So the seventh tip to manage your social media like a boss is to manage your social media or it will manage you. So if you don't manage your social media, it will manage you. So what we mean by this is to turn off all of those notifications on your desktop and phone. You don't need to know every time someone likes or comments on one of your posts and know You really don't. So what we like to do is because you've scheduled out everything, you don't have to go into those apps to be making the posts and to be creating the actual social media. That's all done for you. What we recommend is that you schedule a set time in your day to respond and engage with your audience. And one or two times a day, depending on the size of your audience and the level of customer support that you need. But often once or twice a day is absolutely adequate because if you don't manage your social media, it's going to be just managing your entire day. And you really don't want that. You want to be productive, not busy and chasing your tail. Yeah. Nothing worse than your phone going off with notifications all the time. Uh, So number eight, and this one is such a big word um, that, at the guts of it comes down to making a fantastic business or the make or break between a business, I think, but consistency. So consistency is key. And with your social media, consistency is key. You don't want to commit to a content schedule that's not sustainable. So you choose a posting schedule that you can maintain for the long haul, not one that you're 
can do right now while you're really excited about kicking this off. Uh, so at the time of recording this, we recommend that one post per day on Instagram and Facebook and at least one email per week. Now, Facebook's organic reach algorithm actually rewards consistency. So if you consistently post once a day, they start to increase your organic reach. But if you're really sporadic, so you do three posts this week, six posts next week, no posts the week after that, they don't see that as being consistent and then they start to actually push you down the line and show your content to less people. So every time that you can be consistent throughout the week, you imagine it as like a gold star from Facebook and they're going to send out your content to more people. So if you can only manage three posts a week, you can't do once a day, that's fine, but just stick to that consistent schedule and make sure that you're keeping that up week after week. Yeah. Now the ninth tip that we have is to treat social media like an important business tool because it is. So your social media is and should be treated like a serious business tool. So what we mean by this is set aside that high productive uninterrupted time to plan and to batch and to schedule as we've mentioned and then treat social media like your business depends on it because it actually does. So instead of, you know, posting a few posts here and there, like Karen said, consistency is key. Like all of the um, tips that we've mentioned before, make sure that you're, you have considered content and you're putting all the pillars. So discover, dream, do in your content. We want to make sure that you're not spreading yourself too thin, that you're actually committing to a social media platform and actually doing that really well. want to make sure that you're not just thinking of it as a social connection tool, like as if you would use Facebook or Instagram for personal use. We want you to flick the switch in your brain and start thinking of social media, especially so say, for example, if you're committing to Instagram as your channel, if that's where your customers are. Think about Instagram as a committed business tool. And so the way that I do this is I don't check it on my phone all the time. When it's business time for me, I am not laying in bed scrolling through, you know, my strategic planning and maybe making a few tweaks to our budgets and stuff like that. I don't do serious business work laying on the couch or laying in bed. I treat my business time when I'm sitting at my desk and I have my desktop open, my laptop open. So I treat social media in the same way. I don't use my phone to do my social media, our businesses and our clients' social media because my brain gets into that mode of, well, this is like social connection time, this is relaxing time. And if you kind of muddle the, the two, then you're not treating social media like a serious business tool. So does that make sense? Yeah, and I think the other thing to note with that is that it is completely separate. So even though you might be on social media personally, your business page needs to remain separate. So it's not there to, yes, we want you to humanize the brand, but we don't want you to tell people what you had for breakfast, unless of course you're running a food company <laughs> and that you sell breakfasts, then okay, that's fine. But keep away from any type of topics that might be considered, you know, taboo on your business page. So things like politics, religion, unless your actual business is around those topics, stay away from those. Use that 
space on your personal profile. You can talk about anything you like. You know, you can go on there and you can have a rant. But if you're in a bad mood, don't go ranting on your business page because you can never take that back. People will always remember. So keep that business time, as Megan said, to post and schedule to your business page. And if you are scheduling, it will stop you from making those irrational, quick decisions and having a big old rant on your business page or, you know, posting something last minute that's not great quality because you haven't actually gone on to, you know, think about it properly and you're posting personal content. So always think, does this belong on my personal profile or does this belong on my business page before you post? It's actually a really good point because a lot of clients that we speak to say like, oh, my receptionist knows how to use Facebook. She's young. So I'm going to get her to do our social media strategy. And we're like, hmm, social media and <laughs> business social media are completely different things. So just because somebody can use social media for their personal, it doesn't mean that they have any clue of what's happening with business and marketing and advertising strategy. So they're completely separate. Yeah, definitely. And then lucky last tip number 10 is progress over perfection. So perfection is the killer of progress. And when creating content, forget about perfection. Perfectionism is simply our protection mechanism and our excuse to avoid criticism. So as Marie Forleo says, if you wait to get it perfect, you'll never get it out there. So don't let the pursuit of perfectionism get in the way of your progress. You'll notice a few little stumbles and as we're like saying words, we say, the, say them again. We usually record, record as I'm saying this, I'm literally <laughs> do, doing the example. We record our podcast in one go. They're absolutely not perfect, but we want to get this information out to, to you. So this if we a waited great example, until, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> if we waited until it was perfect, we would never get this out to you. So we think that it's more important that you know this information rather than us having a perfectly, you know, no fumbles, no ums and ahs podcast. We would not have time to record an episode if we had to (laughs) do it perfectly. (laughs) And we're, we're far from perfect. We just show up as we are. So that's what we really encourage you to do in your social media as well. So there you have it, our 10 tips to managing your social media like a pro. If you have any tips or any questions for us, make sure you come and join our free Facebook group, Unstoppable E-Commerce Entrepreneurs, and we can keep the chat going in there. See you inside.